Hey everyone, welcome to the Get Lit Podcast, a tech founder's tale about the success, failures, and tips around building your own startup. My name is David Biga, your host, and this is our first ever episode. Excited to be here. Thanks for tuning in, and let's go ahead and get started. All right. So for the first episode, I wanted to talk about the five things that I wish I knew before starting my own business. And if you're in the uh, technical field, you might be able to relate to how easy it is to get caught up uh, in the details. And for myself, with a background of software engineering, I really struggled with getting caught up in the weeds of building systems, over-engineering, and just thinking too much about a problem. And these are definitely helpful thought processes and tools that can help us to sell and build a business, but they need to be used um, in the right way. But there is also a whole other element to business development, marketing, and the sales side that I could have never been prepared for until I faced needing to grow those skills myself. So I'd like to start off by sharing the five things I wish that I knew before I started my own startup. All right, point number one, validating your idea before building. This is a great one because as tech founders, it's really easy to create a project and just start writing some code, uh, building a prototype, and think it's the best thing in the world. Um, And what ends up happening is we never go and talk to our customer. Um, we never go and talk to the one who we think is going to pay us money. And unless you know that someone will give you their credit card to use your product, you're just wasting time building something that no one wants. And save yourself the time, uh, the headache, uh, and maybe even the heartache. Um, And get out there, talk to individuals. You know, for instance, if you're going to build a tool for the restaurant industry, uh, go talk to people that work at restaurants, managers, and talk to them about this idea and find out what they think. Don't let tech build you. Uh, Build tech for your customer. And, you know, as you talk to the customer, you actually may find out that they're interested and they actually want to sign up for beta, maybe even pay you to sign up for, um, you know, a a paid beta, which is a huge positive um, validation on your idea that you're trying to build. And the next point I wanted to talk about is your story. Your story is everything. And, you know, I think later on uh, in my um, you know, startup life as a founder, uh, I really found out that it doesn't matter how smart you are, how good at developing you are, uh, unless you can actually share your story and um, convince others and show the meaning behind it, nothing else will really uh, will move forward. You're going to find it difficult to raise capital. You're going to find it difficult to get people to believe in you, get customers, uh, because you have to share a story. You need to tell people what you're doing, why you're doing it. Uh, 
And for some, that can be very difficult. Uh, for myself, for instance, it was very difficult at first. So what are you doing and why are you doing it? And can you clearly tell a story about who your customer is and the problem uh, they face? And because of that problem, this is why you built this company to help them. Next point I want to talk about is raising capital uh, is a journey. So make sure you have a clear start and end point on this journey. And this plays into the story. You know, as a storyteller, you have to start uh, start with why you built this business and and or why you are building it currently. You also have a have to have a clear end to this journey. So your investors want to know the story and where this story takes them in regards to their return on their investment. What I found for myself is that you know, I I had many, many no's said to me uh, when trying to raise capital, um, you know, for my own startup. And what I found is that, of course, as I kept on, um, you know, pitching, I was getting feedback. And with that feedback, I always found that they didn't understand quite what I do. And from that feedback, I've been able to just morph it more and more and more. And I think that, in my early days, if I knew how important your storytelling was and, you know, without you just saying, uh, here's what we're doing and this is going to give you, you know, 10x your return. But instead, taking those facts and putting it into a compelling narrative uh, that makes it very clear what your solution is, who your customer is, and 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 showing current traction if you have any. Um, And, you know, looking back at point one around the validating your idea, that actually can play into your traction. You know, if you might be thinking, oh, well, I haven't done anything yet and I want to go ask people for money. Well, validate it because if you can validate it, you can at least share that, that, hey, currently uh, we are you know, talking to potential customers, we're validating and figuring out how exactly we want to tweak and, um, you know, uh, uh, launch this product, this app, whatever it is. Um, and that helps, you know, they want to, they want to hear that you are doing your part in building something that customers actually want. So moving on to my next point, point four, uh, you are the best company sales representative. And you need to do sales before anyone else or hiring anyone else. And this is a huge pain point that I really struggled with. You know, I'm like, oh, I build products. I know technology. I know how to uh, write code. And uh, I'll talk to the potential customer and then I'll just build it. Um but then I'll just hire someone else once it's built to sell everything, sell this business. And it doesn't work that way. <laughs> You're going to find that really the only way for you to get feedback from your customer and to um, make improvements and build a product is you have to sell them. You need to talk to them about your product and talking to them about it, you know, is problem solving, which you're, you know, you might, as tech 
founders or tech individuals were really good at problem solving and utilize that because um, you can leverage that as a tool with your market validation, with your talking to potential customers. That is your chance. That is your opportunity to sell. And for me, you know, what I found is I didn't want to do it because I didn't know how, but it just starts with a conversation. And I wish I knew early on that, um, I just wish I knew early on how important that I needed be to be the person that could sell more than anyone else so that I could create a sales cycle, a sales model that I could then just show someone else that I bring on board uh, to rinse and repeat. You know, you've already proven out how exactly to how many calls or how many phone uh, uh, emails you need to send, or maybe it's door to door, or how many, you know, physical postcards you need to send out. And from you doing that, you can then understand that side of the business. And that adds to your story that you share, especially for capital raising. And investors will love that. Um, and no one, no one is better suited to sell your story than you are. Um, no one can sell like I can because no one understands the vision quite like I do. And so, you know, you are the, you know, take hold of that, use that, own it. Because if you do, you'll see a world of a difference and you'll see growth. Um, and I just think everything gets better because of this. So I definitely believe it's very important to know that you are the best person to sell your business, your products before anyone else. All right, moving on, our last and fifth point. Your ideas aren't special, but no one can take your execution. This is some of the best advice uh, I got from a friend and mentor of mine um, named Donald. And I think that it's important to be able to pivot as the customer journey takes you. So for me personally, especially as a tech individual, I fell in love with the tech, but I should have fallen in love with the customer. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, you know, it's so easy to get stuck in the weeds on how awesome your technology is, how awesome your app is, how awesome your, you know, uh, web app is, whatever it is, um, that you can lose sight of the fact that the customer doesn't want it or the customer isn't there. And so that's why, you know, don't, don't fall in the, the trap of, oh, my idea is so special. Um, no one's going to do it. No one can do it. And the reality is someone probably already thought of your idea, but again, no one can take your execution. And that is the difference. It's, it's this, you know, doers versus the sayers and, you know, be a future thinker. Uh, where are things going and how can you execute to get there first with minimal work? Now, I could go on about these different points, but really the biggest takeaway uh, for me is that you want to start by validating your idea before building. Otherwise, you will likely become stuck in the weeds of your tech, 
So get out there, talk to your customer and see if they express that they want to try out your idea. Better yet, if they will pay you to build it. And that's it for today. Uh, Thanks for tuning in to the first episode of the Get Lit Podcast. My aim is to share the tales of success, failures, and tips to help other tech founders on their journey of building a startup. And if you have any other tips uh, that you want uh, to share or get connected, feel free to reach out on Twitter, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.